The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Mobile Marketing Month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're taking a long look at the small screen to help you understand what you need to know about SEO optimization for mobile devices. Joining us today is Courtney Cox Wakefield, who is the co-author of Voice Search, the new search engine. Outside of being an author, Courtney is also the head of consumer digital marketing at Children's Health Hospital, which is one of the top care facilities in the United States. And today, Courtney is going to tell us a little bit about how mobility is impacting voice search. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Courtney Cox Wakefield, the co-author of Voice Search, the new search engine. Courtney, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Great to have you as a, a friend of the pod, as a returning guest. The last time we talked, you were giving us your SEO predictions for 2020 as they relate to voice search, that voice search is going to be important in local searches and business. And one of the trends that I stopped you from talking about is what's the impact of mobility on voice search? I wanted to save it for this month when we were talking about mobile marketing. So give me the lay of the land. How much does mobility matter when it comes to voice search? And how is this changing the landscape? So we've always had, or not always, but for the recent history, we've had voice capabilities on most smartphones, right? Starting with Siri and then with other devices, Cortana and the Google Assistant on the Google phones, right? So you've got, we've we've had these assistants that could be triggered by voice and utilized through voice. And the growth of those things has been not insignificant, right? You've got 27% of people that are using voice queries on mobile devices, according to Google. 
So that's not insignificant, but the growth of it has been relatively flat in recent months and really it's still growing linearly, but it's kind of plateauing in a way. And so what we're really starting to see now and what I think is kind of interesting is over the last couple months, maybe even over the last quarter, seeing Amazon make a lot of investment in the mobility of voice devices. And so you're seeing the Echo Buds, which are the Echo devices that are... They're basically like your AirPods. You've also got Apple that's invested in the AirPods and they have the ability to do Siri. But really the way that Amazon is differentiated is that Amazon sort of positions these as voice devices where Apple positions their AirPods as being listening devices, not as much as voice devices. And I think that positioning matters in the way that people utilize them. You've also got Amazon investing in other devices like the Echo Loop, which is a ring that you can wear where you can speak with the Echo device. And then you've also got Echo Auto, where you can have the Echo Auto in your car, and then it connects through your smartphone to the internet is able to provide the answers that you're looking for. So that is really increasing the access to the internet and to answers and to voice devices as you move throughout your day. Because as we know, most of us are not tethered to our desk. We're not tethered to our homes where we have those voice devices positioned, some of us all the way throughout our homes. Uh, That makes a difference in terms of our utilization And so it'll be interesting to see how the infiltration of those new devices into the market will, number one, be adopted by consumers. And number two, how that will actually impact the way that people search and what queries are made on these devices. Yeah, it's interesting to me that I think that most people think of voice search and they think of some sort of home device that listens and provides answers. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that that's like the least useful case for voice search. You know, when I am in my car and I am driving, I use my CarPlay all of the time. Yeah, right. And most of the time it's like put on some different music or call someone. It's not like I'm doing anything super sophisticated or when I'm walking around or I'm getting exercise, you know, play the next song. I don't want to fiddle with my device. I just want to be able to communicate with it. It seems like there would be more opportunity for those queries than when you're sitting at home and you want the music to change. Mm -hmm. And because we know that local dominates from a voice search perspective, people are using these things on the go. So they want to use them on the go. So being able to actually have voice devices available on the go makes a lot of sense. I guess the thing that surprised me about what you said is that you're not seeing an increase in the number of mobile searches that are happening through voice. And I would think, you know, obviously there's a technology investment specifically with Amazon working on what I would call their Me Too products to the Apple AirPods. And the ring is interesting, but I don't know if anybody's going to wear that thing. But okay, they have all these devices that they're creating for mobility. So if there isn't an increase in the adoption, why are the big platforms focusing on adding utility? It's not that there's not an increase in adoption. So I'll correct myself there. There's an increase in adoption. It's just that it's not happening nearly as quickly as it was. Uh, previously. Okay. So we're seeing slowed growth in the adoption. Right. So it's kind of starting to plateau in terms of its growth where these other devices may make the growth happen faster. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So talk to me about some of the ways that SEOs can optimize their 
mobile strategies to take advantage of some of the changes happening in the voice search landscape? Yeah, I think we need to really try to understand how the mobility of voice devices changes the query, right? So I think we've done a good job at optimizing for those things that people would ask in their home, right? Or even sometimes in their office. When we're creating that content, we're doing a pretty good job of those things because we were already doing them anyway. We were optimizing for the content that people might search when they're sitting down at a computer. Or, and we're kind of in it as we optimize for searches on mobile, but we don't really know where someone is when they're searching on mobile. Are they sitting on their couch? Are they moving down the road? Are they at their office? Are they in an airplane? You know, we don't really sort of know where they are. And I think this is going to give us an opportunity to say, okay, how does the things people search or the way that people search away from their home when they're on the go differ from the way that they search or the things they search about when they're in their home? You know, I don't have an answer to those questions about how they differ. I would predict that they do differ. And I would be really interested to see what those differences are. I'm sure the content is different. And I think we could probably make some really obvious predictions about what content differs at home and away. But I mean, even just the way that they search, how many refinements of the query they're willing to do, things like that, that might be very different away from the home than they are at home. And I even think like one of the things that we've said about voice search is that the queries are longer, right? You get people that are speaking more naturally. So they're asking longer queries than they would if they're like typing in a query online. And I wonder as people are making these voice searches out in the world where they may be bothering someone with their voice or there may be a lot of noise, will people shorten those queries because they don't want to bother people? Will they shorten them because there's a lot of noise and the opportunity to get a word in to your device might be shorter. How is that going to sort of affect the way that people search? And I I think that remains to be seen. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So as the SEOs are thinking about their content and thinking about content optimization for where we stand today, where people are doing long form queries when they're moving around, right? And making sure that they are optimized for 
the mobile world? Is there a different content you should be creating, a different strategy that you recommend, you know, a different set of keywords that you should be targeting? Or is this just take your content and hope that the long form queries are relevant? I think when someone's away from their house, it's more likely that they're ready to take action. And so more bottom of the funnel optimization for content seems to be more relevant than something that's more top of the funnel, right? If you're away from your house, if you're on the go, you're probably doing that search so that you can take action on it. You're not just sitting around thinking about how might how might I cook a chicken dinner later, right? You're probably ready to go to the grocery store and actually purchase the recipe items to cook that chicken dinner, right? So that I think is something that's really clear today that's actionable is just if somebody's searching on a voice device, if they're searching those long queries, they're probably more in action mode than if they are at home searching on a desktop device or even doing a text search on their mobile device. So here's the thing that sticks out to me, right? Like we're seeing an increase of people talking to their devices as they're walking around and their long form queries. And, and, you know, maybe there is some content optimization that puts you in the right standing with Google to get your content in front of consumers as they're walking around, right? You understand or you have a sense that they're conducting a mobile query. Yeah, you know, is there any way to optimize that of like, okay, I know that this is a mobile query, so I'm gonna create a different experience? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, is there any way to get a signal whether a query is from a mobile device or not? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, when I'm looking at devices or queries that might be coming from a mobile device, I'm looking at queries that look like questions. They are those longer form, more natural language sounding queries. I think the recommendation that I would make to SEOs is to cut to the chase. If somebody's listening on a voice device or they are even reading on a mobile device, their screen's a lot smaller, the answer needs to be quick and to the point. They're on the move. They are already disconnecting from the world that's around them to listen, right? And so the amount of time that they spend doing that, if you can reduce that and get to the point as quickly as possible, I think that's a win. That's also true as you optimize for instant answers and things like that on desktop or mobile text searches. But it's even more relevant, even more needed in a voice answer. I think that the moral of the story is, and excuse my language, everybody, cut the shit. When people are moving around and they're on their mobile devices, and this goes the same thing with trying to be position zero, even if it's a text-based search, is that you need to get to the point and we need to start thinking in sentences and paragraphs, not pages. And, and for two reasons. One, people are moving faster and that's the experience that they want. And two, Google has the natural language processing capabilities to pick out the snippets within your content. And so maybe there's a different writing style here of formatting your content in a way where you're breaking it up so it's not long paragraphs, it's short forms and answers, maybe writing things in more question and answer style. But when you're thinking about you know optimizing for mobility as it relates to voice search, it really is kind of the same exercise as trying to be in position zero, obviously getting your content to Google and submitting it in the appropriate fashion using your rich and featured snippets. And then also the format of your content being relatively short form that seems to be the key here. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a really good example that we just addressed 
about a month ago at Children's. So we own the answer box for how much does it cost to park at Children's Medical Center Dallas. But a month ago, we didn't own that answer box. Actually, a different hospital was owning that, even though our name was in the query. Texas Children's down in Houston was owning it. But we couldn't really understand why. We had the exact query in our H3 on the page. Right below it, we answered the query in a table where we had the pricing table there. And so we started to take a look at Texas Children's answer that, that had been selected by Google. What we saw was, yeah, you know, they had kind of the same thing as we did. They had the table. But one difference that they had was above the table, they summarized the table. They said parking at Texas Children's is between $2 and $5, depending on XYZ, right? They just summarized it in a quick sentence that was super concise and that could really easily be pulled into that answer box and really easily read out by a voice device. And the moment we changed that and had Google recrawl it, we overtook that answer box the next day. And so what Google and these other publishers are looking for is the most concise answer that they can give their users. And if you can do little small tweaks and optimizations like that, you'll, you'll be more likely to own those, those answers. And I think that's the biggest, most important tip as we think about how voice search relates to mobility. The format of your content, being concise, providing answers and summaries that is just content that is going to be a natural match for voice search is going to help you show up in the right position. Okay, Courtney, thanks again for being our guest. Always an honor and a privilege to chat with you. And thanks for sharing the knowledge about voice search and mobility. Thanks, Ben. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Courtney Cox Wakefield, the co-author of Voice Search, the new search engine. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Courtney, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter where her handle is Court E. Wakefield, C-O-R-T-E-W-A-K-E-F-I-E-L-D, Court E. Wakefield. Or you can visit her website, which is cwake.digital. That's C-W-A-K-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions, or you can apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, 
We're going to publish episodes multiple times per week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Thank you.